Welcome to a live preaching message from the Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, New York City. Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, is the Apache of the Kadesh Family Churches in North America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. He saved me. What are we doing for the others? Do you believe in dreams? The Holy Spirit dreams. Thousands of men are running down the street. They didn't know that the road was leading to a steep and deadly place and into the lake of fire saved you and he saved me he saved us for all time what about others saved you and he saved me what are we doing what are we doing for the others multitudes 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 are waiting in the valley of decision they're waiting, they need to hear the gospel. They don't know Jesus Christ, they are lost and dying souls. He saved you and he saved me, he saved us for all time. What about others? He saved you and he saved me. What are we doing for the others? Now ask yourself this. Why do I sit and wait while millions go to hell? Their blood is on our hands. It's time to preach the word, the gospel of Jesus in its pure and simple form is what is missing out from the church. What are we preaching? He saved you. for all time what about others he saved you and he 
and he saved me what are we doing what are we doing for the others we are the salt of the world light of the world are we really shining shining like we should we are the salt of the world light of the world are we really shining like the light of the world he saved you he saved me he saved us for all time what about others he saved you and he saved me what are we doing What are we doing for the others? Ah, what a question. What a question. I said, what a question. He said, he saved you. And he saved me. It's actually a question. What are we doing for the others? He saved you. He saved me. What are we doing for the others? I think it's a question we have to think about all the time. You have to think about it all the time. He saved you. He saved me. But what are we doing for the others? Hallelujah. He said, you will ask, your blood will be asked from our hands. That's a very serious charge. That is a real serious charge. So let's take the gospel serious and preach the gospel. Let's take the gospel serious and preach the gospel. That so that we will not be guilty of murder. Hallelujah. He saved you. He saved me. What are we doing for the others? Wow. Come, let's pray over the offering. Father, we thank you for this offering. We bless it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. He saved you. He saved me. What are we doing for the others? All right. Do we have a memory verse for today? Are you ready to learn this verse? I said, are you ready to learn this verse? Philippians 2.14. Go. One more time. For the third time, Philippians 2.14. Do all things without memories and disputings. Philippians 2.14. It's a very simple verse. It's instructions. God is instructing you. Do all things without memories and disputing. So if you're going to complain, don't do it. If you're going to complain, nya, 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 then don't do it. That's God's instruction. That do all things without memory and disputings. 
So if you're going to have this, eh, why should I do this? Eh, me alone. Eh, yeah, 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 yeah. Then don't do it. Then do not do it. Hallelujah. So let's take it off the screen and see what we can memorize it. One, two, go. It's very simple. This is not a verse you have to think twice about it. It's clear. If you are going to complain, then don't do it. Uh, I'm so tired. I'm so sleepy. Uh, can't you make your own food? Why should I have to get up at 10 o'clock? Uh, I'm sleeping. You came home. You wake me up. And now I have to get out of bed. And I have to make dinner for you. Why can't you eat the food yourself? Uh, uh, please get. Don't do it. Hallelujah. Don't do it. Amen. All right, we're still talking about salvation. Hallelujah. Like he sang, he saved you. He saved me. What are we doing for others? We are talking about salvation. And today I want to talk to you about salvation through the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm talking about salvation through the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. It's through the blood. I say it's through the blood. Leviticus 17, 11. Leviticus 17, 11. For the life of the flesh is in the blood. And I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. For it is the blood. It is the blood. It is the blood that make atonement. Hallelujah. It is the blood. It, you see, it is not your good works. It's not your effort. It's not your sacrifice. It is not your running around. It is the blood. Everybody say the blood. Say the blood. Say the blood. You see, you are cleansed and purified. And you are made, you are given a right standing with God. Because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. It's by his blood. Hallelujah. It's by his blood. And God says that, he said that the life of the flesh is in the blood. The life of the flesh is in the blood. So it means that blood is life. It means blood is life. So when somebody gives you his blood, he has given you his life. Literally. Because blood is life. So when Jesus Christ shed his blood for you and I, he had given us his life. So it is his blood that makes the atonement for us. Hallelujah. So the power is in the blood. Amen. In John chapter 6, verse 53. In John chapter 6, verse 53. He says, Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, 
except ye eat the flesh of the Son of Man. Okay? Except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Hallelujah. Because the life is in the blood. Amen. So your salvation, your healing, your restoration, it comes through the blood of Jesus Christ. That's why I say, say, except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, ye have no life in you. Because you see, blood carries life. Amen. I said amen. Blood carries life. I don't know how much, how much I have to explain to you. Everywhere there is, if you take your body, if you take the human body, everywhere there is blood, there's life. When the blood supplies to that area, cuts off. There's no more life. Do you get it? So you are alive because your blood is flowing. That is why, so when they say somebody has a heart attack, when somebody had a heart attack, it means that blood supply to a certain part of the heart is blocked off. And when the blood supply to that heart, part of that is blocked off, it means the heart cannot pump and therefore you cannot live. When it says somebody has stroke, it means blood supply to a certain part of the brain is blocked. So once the blood supply to that brain, so if the blood supply to the left side of a brain is blocked, then you are weak on the right side. If the right side is blocked, you are weak on the left side. Because the right controls the left, the left controls the right. Ask students, do you understand that? This is medicine 101. So, whenever the, because the blood carries life. You see, wherever there is no blood, there is no life. That is the reason why you can cut your nails and you don't feel the pain. You see, you clip your fingernails. But if you go beyond a certain point, you feel the pain. But the part that when you cut, you don't feel the pain. The dead part, there's no blood there. That's why you can clip your nails. But when you go deeper, it's painful because that part has blood. But the part that is dead, the white part, I'm talking about your fingernails. I'm not talking about the fake ones, the real ones. Because some of you want to say your fingernails, it's all fake. <laughs> I'm talking about the real fingernails. Okay, the real nails. Or, or the same reason why you can cut your hair. The other side, because there's no blood supply. But anywhere that there's blood, when you cut your face, you feel the pain. Because there's life. But where there's no life, there's no pain. So wherever the blood does not go, there is no life. Hallelujah. And the Bible said that the blood of Jesus Christ, it carries life. Hallelujah. And, and you see, it's, it, 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 it goes to every part. The thing about the blood of Jesus is that it reaches far. It goes to every part of the world. Hallelujah. 
That is why in Revelation, in the book of Revelation, he says, in the book of Revelation, Revelation chapter 7, Revelation chapter 7, verse 13, uh, verse, verse 13 and 14. Let's look at 13 and 14. And one of the elders answered unto me, saying, What are these that are arrayed in white robes? And whence they, whence they came they? And I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest. And he said unto me, Those are they which came out of great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. But when you look at verse 9, which is interesting, the verse 9, it says, After this I beheld, and lo, a great multitude, which no man could number, of all nations. Have you seen? Of what? Of what? Of what? All nations and kindreds and tongues stood before the throne of the Lamb. All nations. So, so, so the blood of Jesus carries life to all nations. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. And that is why Christianity is not limited to a particular race. That is why Christianity is not limited to a particular tribe. Anybody, any race, black or white, blue or green, yellow or ye yellow or pink, once you make yourself available to the blood, the blood can save you. All nations. All nations. The blood is for all nations. Hallelujah. The blood is for all nations. So once you make yourself available to the blood, you are eligible to be saved. Hallelujah. And so, you always said, oh, I mean, you are related to your, to your siblings, your brother, your sister, by blood. Always, this is my sister, this is my brother, because you have a common blood. Do you understand? Because that's how you are related to your siblings. Because you have a common blood. In the same way, once the blood of Jesus Christ touches somebody, he becomes my brother or my sister. So we are related in Christ. That's what I, call him. I, call, I, call, I can call him Brother Carl. Even though we are not from the same parent, but in Christ, we are related. And our bond in Christ is stronger than our parents' bond. Hallelujah. Because the life is in the blood. Amen. I said amen. Now, how does the blood, how does the blood bring us life? You see, like I said, everywhere blood flows, there's life. Where there's, no where there's no blood flowing, there is no life. Amen. I said amen. Yeah. Now, Jesus said, go back to John chapter 6. He says that, whoso eateth my John 6, 50, yes. Go to 54. Yeah. Then Jesus said unto them, Very well, I said unto you, except ye eat of, of the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, ye have no life in you. 54. Whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath, has what? Has what? Has what? Eternal life. And I will raise him up in the last day. So the blood gives you eternal life. Hallelujah. In the blood, okay, you see, 
let's go back. You see, it means the, if you take the human blood, why you are alive? Because you are, you are alive because the blood, which is that red thing in a solution, carries nutrients to the parts of your body. Are you hearing me? Because in the blood, when, after you have eaten, you see, after you have eaten whatever you have eaten, and the food is digested, the food does not run through air. The blood carries the food. Are you hearing me? Which is the glucose, the carbohydrate, and whatever. So, it is the, and, and the oxygen, of course. So, that part of your body is alive. Because blood is bringing glucose to the side. Hallelujah. So, the, are you understanding my simple biology? The blood carries the glucose. The blood carries the vitamins. The blood carries the oxygen. Two important things, glucose and oxygen. To that part of the body. Because the, that, that cell needs that thing to live. When, they, when, it's, when you are dead at the, cell, at the cell level, it means there's no glucose, there's no oxygen. So the blood has to carry, the duty of the blood is to carry. So, so long as that part of the body is receiving the nutrient, it's alive. Are you hearing me? As are you hearing me? In the same way, the blood of Jesus carries life to you. So long as you are receiving the blood, you are alive. That is why I say it gives you power, eternal life. Eternal life. In the blood of Jesus, it carries spirit, new, new, spiritual nutrients so that you can live eternally. You can, that's what he said. He said that uh, he had eternal life, everlasting life. That's why she was singing that song. He saved you. He saved me. What are we doing for others? Because the blood that we receive, which has given us eternal life, we must share with others so that they can also live eternally. Because just as oxygen, uh, the blood carries oxygen and glucose. You see, that is why when you are hungry, or you haven't eaten for a while, you begin to feel, have you noticed? Uh, they, huh? Because your glucose has gone down. Are you hearing me? And, you see, but it will be a mistake if you are oozy and your glucose has gone down and I take a box, a, bo a box of sugar, which is glucose, and I pour on your head. Will it work? Will you, will you be revived? But your glucose has gone down and I'm putting glucose on your head. Will it work? Will it work? But your glucose has gone down. And I'm giving you glucose. I put the glucose in your ears. <laughs> or I rub the glucose all over you. Will it work? Why? Why? No, I want, to, I want, to, I want a scientific answer. Why won't it work? Because, because, listen, science students, because the glucose needs a carrier. And the blood is the carrier. The blood must carry the glucose. Without the carrier, the glucose doesn't work. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? Yes. It must carry it. Amen. And the Bible says, Jesus, he carries eternal life. Hallelujah. When you receive Jesus, you receive eternal life. You receive, uh, look, even 
how does even the blood of Jesus keep us alive again? You see, the blood keeps us alive. Once again, let's go back to the human blood. Sorry, Kananda, I'm teaching you well. How the human blood keeps you alive? The human blood takes, brings to your body glucose, oxygen, nutrients to, to the cell. And then the cell will use it. And then after the cell uses it, the blood will then take away the carbon dioxide, the other toxins. Because as you, as you use it, you produce bad stuff. Then the blood will carry the bad stuff back from the cell out. Do you get it? It brings in the good one and takes away the bad one. It brings in the good one and takes away the bad one. Like your urea. That's why when people have renal failure, you have to put them on dialysis. Because their blood is not able to take away the impurities. So you have to use a machine to connect to the blood so it can take away the impurities. So, because when the impurities does not come out, you die. If you eat, 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 and you don't poo-poo, what happens to you? <laughs> Are you hearing me? If you eat, 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 and there's no intake, intake, and there's no out, output, it's a problem. Oh? I say it's a problem. Oh? Yeah. That is why, like, oxygen comes in, carbon dioxide comes out. That is why when people have pr- problems breathing out, emphysema, they get delirious. That is why when the liver, the liver is not working, when you say somebody has liver failure, it means that the body, the bad thing that the body is producing, which is the urea, ammonia, the liver cannot get it out. So at the point, you die. So it, it doesn't only, the blood does not only bring in the good things. It has what? Take away the bad things. And that's what the blood Jesus, and in the same way, the blood of Jesus Christ keeps us alive. Not by only bringing us good things, but takes away our impurities and our sins. <laughs> Hallelujah. First John chapter 1, verse 7 to 9. First John, 1 John 1, 1 John chapter 1. 1 John chapter 1, verse 7. It says, But if we walk in the light, as he is, you see, if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us. You see, it takes away our impurities. And just as your body keeps on, just as your body keeps on, listen to me carefully, just as your body keeps on making impurities, okay, carbon dioxide, urea, ammonia, which if it doesn't come out, you will die. In the same way as you and I live, every day we are contaminated with sin. We keep on sinning. Even this morning you sin. Even this morning you sin. So if the impurities, just as if the carbon dioxide, the urea does not come out of you, you will die. If the sin does not come out of you, eventually the sin will kill you. That is why you need the blood of Jesus to cleanse you from your sins so you can live. Because every day we sin. Every day. Even this morning you sin. Even right now. You sin. So, so the blood of Jesus keeps us alive. By washing our way, our sins. 
Are you hearing me? The blood keeps us alive by washing away our sins. It takes away the impurities out of our system. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Yes, that's how it keeps us alive. Amen. Amen. Yes. In Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 12. It says, Wherefore, Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered without the gate. Sanctify or cleanse us. Suffered, okay? Verse 13. Let us go therefore unto him without a a camp, bearing his reproach. He said, go back to verse 12 again. Wherefore, Jesus also, that he must sanctify and uh, sanctify is an old word for cleanse the people with his own blood. Hallelujah. So, the, just as we accumulate impurities, which if it does not come out, we will die. In the same way, sin we accumulate. And what can wash our sins away? You see, I want you to understand this morning that. The only thing that can wash your sin away is the blood of Jesus. The only thing. You know, if, if you do laundry, you know, sometimes you can get some stains in your clothes. And, not, and you need a particular stain remover. Have you ever gotten a stain that you wash the laundry? How do you think the stain is still there? So you have to get a special stain remover. What, what soap? Guardian soap. Vinegar, or whatever, you need a stain remover, or shout. In the same way, or oxyclean, in the same way, what can really wash away your sin? It's not your good works. It's not your morality. It's not your uprightness. It's not your strictness. It's the blood of Jesus. That's the only one that can wash your blood. That's the only one that can cleanse you. Hallelujah. And the Bible said, he sanctified us or he cleansed us by his own blood. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Yeah. He cleansed us. Amen. By his own blood. Hallelujah. And more importantly, the blood of Jesus also gives us power. Hallelujah. And this is the part that you want to listen well. It gives us power over evil spirits. Hallelujah. It gives us power over evil spirits and over demons. You see, and, and if you are in this world and you don't believe in evil spirits and demons, you are deceived. You understand? You see, the worst thing that can happen you see, the worst thing that can happen to anybody, you see, the worst thing that can happen to anybody is that you, li- you live in a house and there are rats in the house. And you are saying that there are no rats. No, when you look at, as you see, you can see that, you can see the droppings there. Because you have not seen the rats physically, you say there's no rats. But you can see the droppings. 
You can see that when you left the bread, they chewed half of the bread. And you are still saying there's no rats. And you are, and you are, and, and you are walking by, well, seeing is believing. Let me tell you something. Seeing is not always, if you want to wait for seeing is believing, you can make a mistake. Seeing is believing? No. We walk by faith. If you want to see everything before you believe, it may be too late. Hallelujah. Yeah. Seeing is believing. Have you seen your brain before? Have you seen your brain before? Do you, do, do you have a brain? I said, do you have a brain? Have you seen it before? So why do, why do you say seeing is believing? <laughs> have you seen your brain before? Have you seen your liver before? Do you have a liver? But have you seen it before? So why do you say seeing is believing? Yeah. You say, you believe you have it because of the effects and the function. So you don't have to see it. You can know by its effects. Hallelujah. And there are demons and there are spiritual, there are evil spirits in the world. There are evil spirits in the world. And you can see by their effect in the world. Hallelujah. You don't, need, you, don't, you don't need to see, as a matter of fact, even your impression of Satan is wrong. Do you understand what I'm saying? We have this artistic impression of the devil. The artistic impression of the devil. Whereby they draw a picture. Something very black with red eyes and horns. A long tail holding a pitchfork. You think that's the devil. You are deceived. Totally deceived. Go and read your Bible. The Bible, Bible says that he's like the angel of light. He's like the angel of light. If you see him, you may not even recognize him. He may be the most beautiful girl across the road. He may be the most handsome guy next door. He may be the most uh, astute politician sitting in that office. Oh, yeah. So, but you see, in, but you need the blood to overcome. Hallelujah. In Revelation, back, once again, Revelation chapter 12. Go to Revelation. 12, verse 10 and 11. He said, and I heard a voice. See, and I heard a loud voice saying in heaven. Okay? And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven. Now is come salvation. What has come? What has come? And strength. Okay? And the kingdom of our God. And the power of his Christ. Why? Why has all these things come? Okay? For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. The reason why there's salvation, there's strength, there's power, because somebody called the accuser, the devil, has been cast down. I say he has been cast So it means that if the devil has not been cast down in your life, and if the devil is strong in your life, there is weakness. There is accusation. There is no power. Because something is opposing you. When he's strong. So, look. So, let me say, okay. When the devil is strong, for, for, for example, I'm saying, for, for example, 
When the devil is strong in your marriage, there's always accusation. Because he's the accuser. So when the devil is strong in your marriage, you will see that accusation and quarreling every day. Because, and, but you see, but when the, because what you have to realize is that the thing that you are quarreling about with your wife, if you go to another marriage, because the devil has been cast out, the same problem is there, but they don't quarrel. It's not that the, it's not that, it's not that the problems are different. The same problem. But in one, in one case, the accus, accuser is very strong. So, there's, so in one case, the devil, the devil is very strong there. So there's a lot of accusation. There's no power. But in another case, because the devil has been cast out, the, under the same circumstances, the, people, the reactions are different. Because they have overcome him. Are you hearing me? And the Bible says that, there, and the next verse, verse 11. And the Bible says, this is how we overcome him. This is how. This is how we overcome the accuser or the devil. The one who takes away power. The one who brings accusation. The one who brings weakness. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamp. They overcame him by what? They overcame him by what? They overcame him by what? You see, by the blood and the word of their testimony. In other, you see, when you say to overcome something, you see, you overcome something with something stronger than it. Do you get it? So let's say we, I'm, doing, I'm wrestling with him. As we are doing, I, unless I'm strong, I can only put him there if I'm stronger than him. And the Bible is saying that when it comes to dealing with the devil, the only thing that is stronger than him is the blood of the lamb. It's the blood of the lamb. Hallelujah. It means that as soon as you lift the blood, he has no choice but to respect. Because something powerful has come. Are you hearing me? It means that when you are dealing with Satan, the only gun he's afraid of is the blood. Lift up the blood and you will retreat. Are you hearing me? They overcame him. They overcame him. They overpowered him by the blood of the lamb. By the blood of the lamb. By the blood of the lamb. So Satan does not respect your good looks. Let me tell you something. Satan does not respect your paycheck. Your paycheck doesn't mean the score to the devil. Satan does not respect your background. Satan does not respect your degrees. You can have degrees from Harvard, Yale, Cambridge, and add it up. The devil it has, it has not respected. The only thing that the devil respects is the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. That's the only thing he's afraid of. That's the only thing he respects. Hallelujah. So if you want to overcome the accuser in your life, then you need to cover yourself with the blood. Hallelujah. I say you need to cover yourself with the blood. 
Amen. They overcame him. They overcame him. They overcame him by the blood. Hallelujah. The blood is important. Hallelujah. And like I said, you don't have to see the devil to know that he exists. Look around. Just like you don't have to see your brain to know that you have a brain. Hallelujah. He overcame him. That is why Jesus Christ said that, it's my flesh. He said, he that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood has eternal life. Hallelujah. So this morning, before I close, you know, I like a statement that Billy Graham made. It's one of the most classic statements I ever heard. Billy Graham said, he said, you know, after he has, Billy Graham has preached to so many countries, he said, look, the same, uh, the same qualification, or yeah, the same qualification, or the same thing that gives me access to God, or the, the same thing that gives me access to heaven, okay, is the same thing that gives the drunkard down the road access to heaven. It's the same thing that gives Mother Teresa access to heaven. And that thing is the blood of Jesus. He said, Billy Graham said, I am not going to heaven because I am Billy Graham. Not because I've preached to many people. Not because, uh, Mother Teresa is not going because he's holy. Neither is that drunkard going because he's a drunkard. We all need the blood. It is the blood that gives us access. Hallelujah. So, as I end this morning's service, after which we are going to have communion, please stand up to your feet. And with every eye closed, I want to offer you salvation. Because like Billy Graham said, we are all saved by grace. It's the same blood. It is the blood that gives us access. The Bible says that the thief, which is the devil, he comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. But Jesus said, I am come that you may have life. Some time ago, I took a decision. I accepted Jesus Christ as my personal savior. Because I know that the only thing that can save me is the blood. So this morning, if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your personal savior, there is no matter cross. If you have, because you see, your good works, your bank account, your morality, your family background, your tribe, your race cannot save you. Only Jesus can save you. Only the blood can save you. So with every eye closed and every head bowed, he said, he said, if you believe in your heart, and you confess with your mouth, you shall be saved. If you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth, you shall be saved. So I want to give you this opportunity. Whoever you may be, that as you have heard my voice, as you have heard me talk about Jesus Christ, He is the Savior of the world. 
The Bible says, from every tribe, from every region, they stood. This morning, I want to give you an opportunity to accept Jesus Christ. To wash your, to wash your clothes in the blood of the Lamb. There is room at the cross for you. There is room at the cross for you. This is your opportunity. So please, I just want you to obey this simple instruction. If you want to wash your clothes in the blood of the Lamb, you want to be saved. It's very simple. It's very simple. With every eye closed and every head bowed. Why don't you lift up your hand and I'll pray for you. Wherever you are standing, wherever you are standing, just lift up your hand. You want to wash your blood? You want to wash your... You want to wash in the blood. Wherever you are standing, every eye closed and every head bowed. There is room. You want to say, I've heard you preach. I've heard you talk about Jesus Christ. I'm not sure. I'm not sure whether I'm saved. I'm not sure. If you are not sure about it, please lift up your hand. For God so loved the world, He sent His only begotten Son. God so loved the world, He sent His only begotten Son. If you are not sure, lift up your hand and I'll pray for you. Salvation is for everybody. There is still room. There is room, there is room for one person. One more person. There is always room for one more person. Father, I thank you this morning for salvation. Thank you that no one under the sound of my voice will die and go to hell. May the blood which we accepted cleanse us from all our sins. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. We hope that you've been blessed. Come join us for any of our services. Contact us on lci.newyork at gmail.com and visit us on the web at www.lcimanhattan.com.